0: Stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are kicking off our look at the rogue cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. We are going to discuss Dario Elamine, Knuckle Duster, Stealth, and Cheap Shot. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on the Whisper in Darkness: the best of the best get an Elder sign, while the worst of the worst get an auto fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or elder thing respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a blessed token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. The first card we're going to talk about is Dario Elamine, Unscrupulous Investor, a 4-cost asset with an intellect skill icon ally and patron trait. While you have ten or more resources, you get plus one willpower and plus one intellect. As an action, if there are no enemies at your location, exhaust Dario Elamine, gain two resources. He has two health, two sanity, and takes up an ally slot. Thoughts on uh, Dario?
1: It's an interesting first ally for Jenny, I would say. None of the other rogues want this. Skids wants to spend his resources on actions, and Safina has other
2: things that she wants to do.
1: In the case of just Jenny, is pretty good.
2: Yeah, I want to like it because um, the fact that he can give two stat boosts is like makes him like a three XP ally right there. So mm-hmm. I think at this point we've seen Peter Sylvester level two at this point, and well he's two, but he's under-costed. Mm-hmm. But a lot of allies will give will be three XP and give two slot, and give two boosts, which mm-hmm. is like a point point for Dario. But you got to work at it because I think his where he suffers even in people like Jenny is that he is blank. Unless you meet that resource minimum. And then also, here's the problem. How often do you spend actions for resources as Jenny? Basically, never. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the problem. So he's like effectively blank unless you already have lots of money. So it's almost as if like he's that kind of makes him like not very good as a zero XP card because you need like you want other ways, like really efficient ways to get resources to get to the 10. You really want Hot Streak is really what you want. What you really want is Hot Streak. (laughs) Yeah, the thing is, though, at this point, like, your what are your, what are your rogue allies at this point? You've got like Leo DeLuca. Leo, this—that's it. Like, was so. did they even get one in Dunwich? Did they even get an ally, or was was that like?
0: Yeah, they got those the the crappy fighters. The
2: oh, uh... cat burglar and uh, hired muscle. That's right. Oh, yeah, but those are XP, and that's the thing. Mm. Like, when you start your deck out, like, you don't think about those. Yeah, I think we, we're, uh, we're, we've are we're we been developing over the course of these reviews, like, a critique of the XP system, particularly a critique on, like, middling, you know, one and two XP cards. So, like, I want to like this guy. He's got a good payoff. Like, his payoff is, like, a three XP card. The thing is, mm-hmm. like, the rest of your deck kind of has to be geared for it. Remember, this guy is blank unless you meet the threshold. hmm So. Because, like, so I could really... see a Jenny
1: deck, like, you take Dario, you take Leo and Charisma, and then you take Hot Streak. So you have Hot oh, there Street you go. Kind of facilitate that. You could take High yeah. Roller too as sort of another payoff, and you know that seems like a pretty functioning deck. Maybe Hard Knocks too that
2: gives you all the stats. Yeah, that's not bad. Actually, that's not bad at all. Actually, yeah, I think if like if you're in a small card pool like that, I think that is a way to a decent way to go. Actually, with this, yeah, it's the fact that he adds willpower. I think is like. Really cool. It's pretty that's, good in honestly, yeah. Yeah, because there's not a lot of ways to add willpower. Yeah, I could also see him as like... He's the stand-in for as soon as you get XP, you get a certain other card later on. I'll let you guess what it is, what I'm thinking mm. of.
0: I would Those really cool. like to like this guy, but in Solo, spending four resources for yeah. a blank Ooh. card is yep. a very bad yeah. deal. The fact that he only turns on at 10 means you're gonna have to spend some time to get to 10. Mm-hmm. So it really requires Jenny and the fact that you have to spend an action to gain two resources, that's just not happening in solo. You just don't have the time. So there's just too much too much working against this guy in uh, in solo. Maybe if you're playing Jenny, but I would just rather have Leo. Mm-hmm. And, That's fair. and work around the willpower issue another way. Granted, there aren't that many ways to work around it in at this stage of the card pool. It's gotten a lot easier with the last couple sets where they seem to be throwing willpower solutions at the rogues left, right, and center. But uh, yeah, this guy, I think I put him in a couple decks and I was just like, nope. This guy mm-hmm. just doesn't, doesn't work in, in a solo format mm-hmm. where you're wasting... 90% of your resources for a blank card that you hope will turn on at some point.
2: If he costs two to get out, well, then he'd be really good as so, as a blank card if he costs two, so I guess he kind of has cost to cost costs two, more. he'd be insane. Yeah, for a rogue, especially, like you're, cause, right, two for a, for that soak is pretty good for a rogue. I mean, the only other card that's like that is William T. Malson, but he's under-costed.
0: How would you rate this guy?
2: i
1: don't think it's auto fail territory but it's pretty close so i'm gonna land on an elder thing it's
2: just yeah i i agree the
1: corset just gave you leo and it's like why play this guy
2: really in most cases that's true you do need a good reason to play him over leo deluca yeah i guess that's true he doesn't have his niche yet because one thing about saving resources and stowing them aside is at this point in the game there's like no reason to just take ted resources and set them aside in fact, mm-hmm. I think this guy is the only reason to take 10 resources and set them aside.
1: Because it, it hampers yeah. your
2: streetwise, which is the issue. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not until Circle Undone is when you start getting, like, things that pay off of actually having resources.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. So, it's like, you're really spending 14 to turn on, you know? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you've got to lock them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... But at least, like, as the t- as time goes on, you he'll find his niche. So, I'm going to give him an Elder thing.
0: I am going to give him an auto-fail at uh, at this stage of the game i'd be willing to bump him up to elder thing territory once there's some actual okay. payoff but in solo there's just no reason to play this guy over leo mm-hmm. deluca at this stage of the game i i mean maybe jenny can make it work but even jenny in solo you're just gonna have to rely on jenny's jenny's ability to get you the resources to right. mm-hmm. to power this guy and at four cost, you're already starting at a you got a long way to go before you're gonna to get to uh before you get to ten so I had high hopes for this patron, but I mean I, I think the mystics definitely ended up with the better one.
2: <laughs> well, they needed it, so it's okay When all said it <laughs> oh that's it. right Jenny can take uh do Dave- Jenny can take David Renfield. oh well, there you go that solves her willpower problem, and Renfield's actually really good in Jenny too <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs>
0: yeah so hey there you go just take david renfield instead if you're playing jenny and you get the willpower and resources the next card is knuckle duster two cost asset with a combat skill icon item weapon melee and illicit trait as an action you can fight this attack deals plus one damage the attacked enemy gains retaliate for this attack and it takes up a hand slot. Uh, I honestly forgot this card existed until I was uh, putting together the slides for this uh, for this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously felt that Machete offering you know plus one attack and plus one damage was too good, so the rogue version. You get the plus one damage, but you get no bonus, and the enemy gets retaliate. I think the biggest thing working against this card at this stage of the game is that rogues just don't have the combat to really make it work.
2: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, who is this card even for, really? Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, we don't have Tony Morgan, we don't have, uh, I mean, even someone like Monterey Jack or Winifred, like, those investigators might be able to make this work. But as it stands, like, the only investigators that can take this thing are Safina with two, Jenny with three, Skids with three, and Wendy. Which, yes, yes, I know someone made it work. Don't link me to some Arkham DB thing. Just shut, no, just, just calm down. Calm down. we we'll it survive, this, baby. This card is bad. This card is bad. <laughs> It's I know, auto fail. It's, I'm moving. It's so on.
2: bad. It's so bad. It's a meme. How about that? It's so bad that the Wendy Knuckle Duster deck is actually a meme. So yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna go with the auto fail too. Yeah, it's just it's just like melee weapon design. is kind of in a weird place. It's always it's always has been. It's because one damage is like so powerful that they have to like rein it in, you know. And then oh. it's
1: really the boost plus damage that's the issue with. Uh, melee weapons because it's like yeah, oh yeah, yeah once yeah. you give it recurrable bonus plus damage you really just eliminate the need for any other combat card
2: yeah it's true the yeah you eliminate the need for anything with ammo yeah that's like a larger discussion that i think we could have in like a whole video by now Is like the idea that like guns are bad <laughs> in this game you know mm-hmm. like and why guns are bad and melees are good yeah it's almost as like Baddies need more hit points, so that way guns could be better. And that, that, I got a whole diatribe about that. But yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna call it with like a, a an auto fail. It is so badism. A-
0: yeah, I think uh, we'll probably touch on this at the end of the review. But uh, I mean, we're two cards in to the rogues, and uh, poor Safina is less like, Are there any tools oh God, for me? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, oh God, I think it just right. goes to show how sort of design philosophy has changed. Where oh you look God. at either edge of the earth or scarlet keys and you're like who's this card for oh it's probably for the rogue in the set yeah. and you look at the cards here and you're like safina doesn't want dario safina doesn't want knuckle dusters so yeah it's uh now could you make a case for this in tony once yeah, you sure, get why not? To, mm-hmm. once you get to the five
1: i think so yeah
0: doesn't seem so yeah. bad but yeah, at this stage, this is definitely, uh, definitely an auto fail. I would, <laughs> I would just not want to be s- with a three or a two or a one swinging at anything and taking hits because yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the chaos bags just going to screw you and you're going to mm-hmm. end up getting clobbered by, by rats or something like that just because you, because now suddenly they have retaliate. So mm-hmm. yeah, put this one in your binder and, uh. Once you yeah. get Tony Morgan, maybe dust it off and
2: uh, yeah, zero XP Tony because he can't take he cannot take Guardian assets. So yeah, this makes sense.
0: Not for Safina, that's for sure. So moving on, the next card is Stealth, two cost asset with an Agility skill icon, talent trait as an action. Exhaust Stealth, Evade. The chosen enemy gets minus two Evade for this evasion attempt. If you successfully evade the enemy, disengage with it, but do not exhaust it. Until the end of your turn that enemy cannot engage you. I have never put this in a deck.
2: Well, well, well. Now we're talking about my true solo experience. Because... Largely
0: because I uh I fear hunters too much and this doesn't really do anything against hunters. So Tell us about your solo experience, Matt
2: Yeah, I've actually a few. And actually, I played for a couple campaigns solo when I was doing solo, and I was playing with Skids. Um, and the reason why is because Skids get gets four actions, you know, and um, you can just that fourth action can be move. Yeah, I kind of like this card because the thing about this thing is that I like how this card bails you out of bad situations, like where you're getting surrounded. So I admit I'm not the most experienced, like true solo player. But the experience I have had with true solo is that when you get engaged by two or more enemies, you are in deep trouble. So anything that helps bail you out of that is pretty good. This is why I like survival instinct from the core set so much is because, you know, it bails you out when you need it. And I feel like this thing is like, what it really does is it doesn't really help you. It doesn't boost your evade, but rather lets you like deal with things that have to evade. You use this, you, you just don't fail. You know, whether your agility is three, like Jenny, or four, like Skids, you just don't fail things. You don't fail to, you do not fail to evade things that are two or less. And then you get the clue, and then you leave. And then the thing doesn't, you never have to deal with it again. Now, hunters are an issue, yeah, but I feel like Skids can deal with that because he has, he can get four actions on his turn, you know? So, like, you can use the stealth, and then you can use the stealth to just, like, disengage the thing, and then you've. Dealt, then you can just deal with it because you have four actions because you're skids. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Is it it means you just don't have to commit, to and you don't have to you don't have to slog through the health or commit cards to deal with like a two of eight enemy. That that's my experience with it so far, and I kind of like that. What do you what do you think, Nate?
1: The issue is hunter. Mm-hmm. Is that in certain scenarios it is helpful. You know you can certainly think of situations where it's helpful to you know sort of dodge an enemy and then leave it yeah. there. but especially in later campaigns so many enemies have hunter now that this card really just does not do what you want it to do
2: yeah um i can see what you're saying but what if you when you run against up it when you're surrounded by like two enemies though i think there's value in being able to go i evade one and that's the one i got to commit cards to i can't commit cards to evading both of them so i use stealth on the other one Mm -hmm. and then i walk away one of them hunts me sucks but I didn't take any EOs, and um, I only have one surrounding me now, so I'm not dead. D- do you see what I'm saying, Nate?
1: Yeah, I'd like, I get that. The issue, mm-hmm. I think, in most solo games is that the game was probably over the turn before that happened.
2: Oh, I, I get that's it. the okay. issue. Okay. Is that,
1: like, once you have two enemies on you, the game is over, not because you probably... It's it's because you end up in this loop of spending too much time dealing with the enemies. It's like, even with stealth, you're still spending too much time right. with the enemies is the issue.
2: Okay, so what you're saying is just uh, take versatile so you can put in two copies of uh, Survival Instinct and just call it.
1: Yeah, like you really, in Solo, when you're in that situation, you want a card that just says exhaust them all and
2: get the hell out of there. Yeah, that's true. Okay.
0: Yeah, for me, I've never bothered with this one simply because for two resources and an action and a card slot, I just find I've never needed that sort of ability. I'm generally fine with evading stuff. I I mean, I can see situations when it would be useful, but I just don't Mm -hmm. feel like it's useful enough. And the fact that it does nothing with hunters is, is really problematic and just makes me not want to spend the resources in a card for something that doesn't deal with the problem that I Mm. really need it to deal with. If this card had been tweaked in some way that, you know, maybe it delays the hunters a turn or something like that.
2: Yeah. That would be
0: okay. But there are other cards that do that. Hmm. So,
2: Although back when this card came out, there were a lot of non-hunters,
1: like, all those enemies you would just kill. Yeah, but this is
0: the same, I mean, Path to Carcosa is the same campaign that has has Phantom of Truth in which all the enemies are hunters.
1: Mhm.
2: Yeah, that's kind of true. Those are the B- keys. but then again, this is also Phantom of Truth. This is also um sorry, Path to Carcosa that has the brick and, um polder mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> which are you know, like they don't hunt, but they're pain in the butt if you if you can't like deal with them. Yeah.
1: Mhm. It, the issue is just the enemies that you'd want to use something like this on are very slim pickings.
2: Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking Poltergeist. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you're right, and that's and that's kind of what led to the, like my experiences with it. Was like I have one enemy that I really am scared of, and then I have the one other one that's just annoying. But I don't want to spend, I don't want to commit cards or any other resources to having to evade it, which is where stuff mm-hmm. came in for me.
0: At least it's a card that Safina might be moderately interested in Mm -hmm. if she's
1: going an evade route
2: i also think it upgrades well into a card that's later in this in this series
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it does that's that's fair Mm -hmm. if that's your plan then that seems okay i guess Mm -hmm. yeah the the issue with this card is just it's really just not the most useful in most situations Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's really just where it suffers from. Like, minus two, just an evasion seems pretty good on its face. And yeah. a lot of the time it is. But mm-hmm. the, the issue is that the reason you evade stuff is to exhaust it.
2: Yeah, it no, really I agree.
1: just I totally get it.
0: Okay. How would we rate this one?
1: E- oh. Ooh, um, Is it an auto-fail? No, I don't think so. Is it an elder thing? Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's okay. just that the fact that it doesn't exhaust the enemy really hurts a lot.
2: Yeah. um, I'm also going to give it another thing because, like, from the multiplayer perspective, all you end up doing is shoving this onto someone else. You know, in that case, because, like, when you have multiplayer, like, you can teamwork to deal with the two enemies that are in your spot. And, yeah, this is this is not going to help you. So yeah, I'd give us another thing as well because it's, it's not that great in multiplayer to be honest.
0: I'm gonna give it an auto fail. Never played it, probably never will,
2: mm-hmm.
0: have done fine without it. Don't really need to put this in your deck. I can see, I I mean, I could bump it up to another thing, but I don't know. I just feel like there are better options. There are better ways to build your deck to deal with enemies than not. I mean, like you said, Nate, The reason you evade enemies is to exhaust them and this doesn't do that, so what's the point? The final card that we are going to look at in this batch of reviews is Cheap Shot. It is a 2 cost event with a combat and agility skill icon and the trick trait. Fight, add your agility value to your skill value for this attack. If you succeed by 2 or more, automatically evade the attacked enemy. Now, as a solo player, I have never really understood the appeal of this card. If I'm fighting something, I usually just want to kill it, so automatically evading it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. However, Matastrophic sees a lot of value of this card in multiplayer. Please explain.
2: Alright, so the key thing about this is that um, I think this might be one of the first ones in no, it's not the first one, but it's one of the very few cards in this point in the card pool. There have been a few, quite a few more that have come later, but this is one of the few cards that can evade something that is not engaged with you. And I can tell you from lots of multiplayer experience that when you want to help a friend, they often have an enemy engaged with them. If your way of dealing with enemies is evasion, you're going to have a problem because you got to engage the thing and then evade it. And that's kind of a pain in the butt. You got to spend two actions, one to pull it off and then one to evade it. This is where cheap shot comes in. You contribute to attacking it, but you know, by dealing a damage, but you also evade the thing even when it's not engaged with you. That's the key. Plus you're going for succeed by two and you kind of want to do that once you buy Forgotten Age and get your lucky cigarette cases. But that's besides the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, The key thing is that um, you're pretty much, you're like with two stats, like you're pretty much guaranteed to land the hit so at that point it's like whether you get the free evade so you don't have to worry you don't really have to worry about the problem of i i missed and hit my friend because you're basically looking at henacle for that like you don't draw a tentacle you're gonna hit the guy you know because you're adding two stats but the key thing is that what this does is it bails you out of like when like the times when you do have trouble in multiplayer in that you need to help someone this kind of bails you out of that and i personally like absolutely love this card Yeah, as a result. Because it it feels like you're really gonna you're a hero when you play this thing.
1: Yeah, I've used it to similar effect in multiplayer, in two player to to what is Matt is kinda saying here is like when when another player is engaged with an enemy or it like sometimes bosses too, this can be pretty helpful. But you go first.
2: yeah, Yeah,
1: you evade it and then everyone could just gang you know you know, oh, because you have to
2: Retaliate. That's true. Mm-hmm. <clears> yeah, when you um, when you uh, evade it. Plus, there's also some tricks, because you can also bypass Alert with this. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes is a pain in the butt. So, yeah, you bypass Alert sometimes, which is tricky, but useful. But yeah, you're right. When you run into the big, massive thing, that has a lot of hit points, but it has Retaliate. Yeah, this thing is really good. <laughs> because <laughs> most, you, cause it most means everyone can do, yeah. Yeah, so... You nerf the... That's true. You nerf Retaliate. Um, It's useful against... Also really useful against, like, massive stuff. Although, you... Against massive stuff, you can just evade it normally. So, mm-hmm. eh, less good. But, yeah, the key is that you... You get that action compression of being able to save someone, you know, who's got an enemy engaged with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, the Ghoul Priest, I think, is a great example, right?
2: Oh, my gosh. This is amazing against the Ghoul Priest, because, like, you save the whole team by, like, doing this. Yeah, you and, buy the whole team a whole turn. Yeah,
1: And usually, like, at least in you know three player like it's got an odd number of hell so sometimes you just need that one extra point of damage and there you go
2: yeah that's true uh, oh it's true yeah
1: it's okay i wouldn't play more than one of this i think in most decks that i would play it in it's a card at least safina can use so i mean there's something oh,
2: yeah, that's true yeah that's true because she can kind of summon it up when she needs it with her um with her painted world yeah it yeah that's true i like playing too because i feel like i don't know i just tend to toe the line between seeker and guardian you know whenever i can you know like as a rogue so it's like it's just, this is this kind of helps the in four
1: game. player you're more likely to have that situation come up
2: oh yeah hardly. it's gonna come up yeah that's like yeah if, if it doesn't come up you're just kind of breezing the scenario anyway mm-hmm. so it's like what do i even need cards in my hand for <laughs> you know so yeah this one is like it's 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 nice. It bails bails people out.
0: How would we rate this one? This is a tough one for me. Mm. Because it's not a card. I think I put it in a couple decks, and it just didn't do what I needed cards to do. So, mm. But I do, I do. After Matastrophic sat down and patiently explained to me the value of this card, certainly in multiplayer it is... Uh, it has its uses.
1: Yeah, I want to give it a 0. It's okay. Um it, it often to me, at least in 2 player feels like cards 31 and 32 because you that. you generally yeah. need you know, you need your own engine first and mm-hmm. then you concern yourself about helping your friend out. Yep. At least in 2 player, but in 3 and 4 player, I could see this being more useful. And yeah. in scenarios with a big boss, I would consider including it
2: yeah because you could uh, not kind of bail out the team also like in a very similar vein i think um breaking and entering that one is even stronger because uh, yeah. often enough yeah but that's that's way down the line so it's in that yeah, same that vein. that card's but ridiculous yeah that card's really good yeah um but yeah i'm gonna give this one a plus one because like i feel like especially if you're playing like four player and you have this you're it's gonna come up the magic situation is going to happen you know in four player and it's gonna happen like Either, and if it doesn't happen, you, you're you're kind of having an easy time anyway.
0: I think I'm going to give this one a zero. And uh, I think if I was just sort of looking at it from a solo perspective, I may get an elder thing. But I'm going to bump it to a zero simply because it is, it does have value in multiplayer. And it has value in the very first scenario of the game. You play this against the ghoul priest and then everybody can just wail on it. And uh makes that uh, intro to... Uh, to Arkham Horror, that much better for for everyone. So you're not attacking the Ghoul Priest, missing, and then getting retaliated against. If you've got somebody who can play this, Ghoul Priest is suddenly mm-hmm. evaded, and then everybody can just swing at it. Even people who have no no real business swinging at the Ghoul Priest can start taking pot yep. shots at him. So. Uh, that, there is definitely something in that, and certainly the ghoul priest isn't the only enemy in the game that, uh, that has retaliate and that has uh, a lot of health that uh, requires you to chew through it, and I think that's something that uh, always comes as a shock to me as a, uh, as a primarily solo player, as I am used to dealing with five health enemies. I am not used to dealing with 15 or 20 health enemies, and so cards like this, I can see their value when you have to chew through 15 or 20 health, which is not something you do as a solo player. That's going to do it for our look at the first batch of rogue cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Any final thoughts uh on this batch? Uh, I did allude to it earlier, but uh poor Safina doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't fare all that well in uh in this bunch. No, which I, mean, I think is a are... is a something we'll see throughout the uh throughout this batch of cards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rogues don't fare well. Sorry.
2: Uh, <laughs> they really don't. They they it starts to ramp up though. I will say that. So, stay tuned for more rogue action.
0: That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your other sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.